passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Second free throw's good, that's it. Point two to play, they'll inbound it, the horn will sound, and Arkansas escapes. Eric Musselman, very complimentary of Mike Jones yeah. as they meet at midcourt. we got plenty of time to discuss Razorback basketball this morning as you get a close, hard-fought victory against UNC Greensboro last night. But Anna, what's your beef Wednesday? The number one story across the state concerning Arkansas sports It's the fact that your defensive coordinator is heading out to Vegas. No, not for a recruiting trip. No, not for a fun weekend. But the fact that he is now becoming UNLV's head football coach. And that's where we'll start this morning here on a Watch Your Beef Wednesday. Hey, we're brought to you this morning by Wheels RV, five miles west of exit 72 off of I-49 in Springdale. The best brands like Grand Design, Forest River, Casey, Heartland, Keystone and Alliance, all at the best prices. Lee J and Chris have on-site storage, service department to take care of all your needs, paint and collision center, and more. It's all at Wheels RV, five miles west of exit 72, off of I-49 in Springdale. I know you have a lot of questions when this announcement came down yesterday. Matt Zenitz of On3 was the first to get the story, then it became official, and people had the question of, who's he taking with him? Coaching staff, what players might consider going out to Vegas with Barry Odom. We've got a lot to discuss here when it comes to that. Now, initially I saw something that Coach Ed Ogeron was a possible candidate for the running Rebels job. And I guess the the other Coach O, Coach Odom, ended up getting this job. I, I wonder about Michael Scherer. I wonder about a lot of these players that maybe were fringe guys that have a better shot at playing at UNLV than they do Arkansas. And I don't know if we're going to have all those answers today, Tommy, but we will probably have them in the coming weeks. Well, no question this is a loss for Arkansas, and I think we need some clarity on whether or not Coach Odom is going to be a part of the bowl game preparation and the the game day coaching staff. I mean, I've seen some things, but I wouldn't call them official, that 
Uh, there was some belief he would still do that, but uh, that, that'll be some, some points of clarity we'll seek in the next few days. Uh, we'll get into the contract and the pay stuff, but listen, if you're, if you're going to take a job and you want to be a head coach, and clearly, I mean, the outside reads he values being a head coach, he wouldn't do this because he's doing it for a little bit less money, and I would actually make the case he's doing it for a lot less money because the cost of living in Vegas is going to be higher. But if you look at a place in the NIL world, you're going to go into a conference like the Mountain West, and I can't sit here and name you every market and every city in the Mountain West, but I can't imagine any of them are better than Vegas. And in an NIL world, where do you think there's more NIL deals available? I don't. They're collective or whatever you want to call it. They're pot of money, probably as big as others. But if you're going to go down a level of college football, and this is to be a head coach, this is probably a good spot because I would imagine a market in a city like Vegas, a stadium like Allegiant, there's a lot of a, a lot of things that will attract recruits, attract coaches to your staff, and attract you know businesses that want to market themselves through players right there in Vegas. There's just more available money in that market than any other Mountain West market. And I'm, I'm, I'm generalizing there, but I think I'm probably right without no. looking that up, that uh, this is a good spot at the non-Power 5 level to be a head coach for a lot of reasons, and those are a few I just listed. And I think about the most notable, at least, athletics program when it comes to UNLV is Jerry Carter. Tarkanians, the shark, because that was his nickname yep. back in the day. Heard that what towel he had, around, bite on that towel. Larry Johnson, Greg Anthony, uh, Stacy Augman. Yeah, that's yep. what I thought. And I mean, you think about that team that came into Barnhill Arena that one Sunday, the team that smashed Duke in the national championship, only to use, lose to them a year later. That's the most notable sports team that I think of with UNLV. But as you just said, there's an attractability there. They get to play their games in Allegiant Stadium. And think about that. That is an incredible football venue. You've spoken the praises. I know you haven't been inside, but just seeing the outside I drove, of it, I drove around it's, the outside it's of it. crazy. So that's a recruiting tool in itself. And I, I know facilities are not as big a deal as they used to be, but I wish Coach Odom nothing but the best of luck. I think he was a pivotal reason that you were able to get this program back on level footing at least. Now, there's issues that you have with every coach and there's probably issues you had with Barry Odom in certain games certain things he did but for the most part I think there's positives you take away from his time here at Arkansas and I hope he has success at UNLV as long as he doesn't poach a lot of Razorback players well, they don't I, get ticked off I think the the players that are SEC players are going to stay in an SEC school now that's again me generalizing I don't think there's probably a big desire to go to the Mountain West you know, this isn't a you know moving moving across your division or to another school in your league. This is moving to an entire two. Well, I mean, technically two time zones away. You know, Vegas yeah. and you know, so I, I I'm not worried so much about that. If a player follows him from Arkansas to there, and I don't know that that'll happen at all. Could I must say it won't, but uh, maybe. But, but I don't think it's going to be SEC caliber players. I could be dead wrong about that, but you know, this this is not the the place. I I, I think it's great for Barry Odom. Um, obviously professionally, he, you know, he values, like I said a minute ago, being a head coach, he's 40, he's about my age. I think he's a year younger than me. He's 45 46. or six, 46. He just turned 46 last month. Okay. So yeah, he's about a, about a year younger. I turned 47 this month. So mm -hmm. he's at that point where, you know, he's made good money along the way. Um, this, you know, we think, well, he's going out there for less money initially. Well, yeah, but, and the cost of living is going to be higher. Yeah. But I mean, I don't imagine he's too worried about his 401k at this point um he he's at a point where he's he's put in his 20 years of professional work he's built up 
um, a nest egg where he can take a risk. Michael Scherer, on the other hand, young coach, twenty about your age, twenty six, seven, eight years or something like that. You know, whatever his age. I didn't but, realize he was that young. Yeah, he's he's a young guy, and uh, I believe that's right. He can check me on that, but he played for Barry up there, been a GA. He's I think he's twenty something year old guy. Um, you know, he's trying to get to that point. Wouldn't surprise me at all if he. I would expect him to go with Barry Odom and maybe even be the defensive coordinator out there, perhaps. So, um, you know, this is a good time probably for him to take this 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 swing at the plate. For if you're Barry Odom and his family, and now Sam has a decision to make, and I don't know if Sam Pittman will let us in on the process of I knew this was coming, this was sudden. Him and Barry seem to be good friends, have a great deal of respect in, in, of one another, but coaching's a different world, and sometimes even these conversations are, are, are kept between just family members, and I don't know if Sam Pittman had any indication whatsoever that Barry Odom was either. Regardless, he now has a decision to make. Who's going to be his next defensive coordinator? And I said this during the summer, you cannot do what Brett did and hire a crappy staff after your initial good staff. He brought in a good staff. He had Barry Odom. He had Kendall Bryles. Most people rank that within, when you talk about an offensive coordinator, or defensive coordinator, a top three unit in the Southeastern Conference. Barry's gone. You know how, you know how to make a quality hire at the defensive coordinator spot to replace a guy that you seem to have good symmetry and chemistry with. Basketball is back, and Bet Online is your number one source. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Chug a little tighter last night than we anticipated. Yeah, it was. I mean, uh, you know. Give Greensboro credit. They came to play. I think it was kind of a reminder last night that you got to be ready to play every time because when you're a top-10 team, everybody's gunning for you, or at least the teams that you're playing. I mean, you know it's going to be a big game. But, you know, these December games, sometimes you just kind of get through. You win, you go on, and I don't, uh, you know, I don't think a month from now anybody's going to remember this game, frankly. Uh, now, they'll remember Saturday's game when they play Oklahoma, but I don't know about last night's game. I would probably agree with that. So we'll, we'll come back to basketball in just a sec, but your kind of initial reaction to hearing Barry Odom's heading out to Vegas, not for a little slot machine trip, but he's going to coach some football. Yeah, he's been there. You know, he's there now. I guess he met with a team last night, and they'll introduce him today. I got to admit, that would surprise me yesterday. I was running around and uh, getting ready to head to the arena, and, Heard Derek and Zach talk about it, and um, you know, and then last night, obviously, it had become reality. So, a little bit surprised by that. Not surprised that he's become a head coach somewhere, but 
little bit surprised it was there because you just don't think about UNLV around here that much. Tommy, I'm going to be honest. I didn't even think about it. You asked a great question earlier. Is he going to coach the bowl game? Is he departed? I mean, he's got the oh. media press conference this morning, as Chuck mentioned, messed with the team last night. I'm going to guess he's not, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's just some clarity we're going to need to to get out of this. And I was thinking, you know, even looking at some of the, the details, the contract details come out early on this is, it's initially a, just a very slight pay cut for Barry Odom to go out there. Hundred grand. Uh, wait, wait, no, it's like one point eight five versus one point seven five, right? In the first year, is so that ten grand or hundred grand? That's that'd be ten grand. So um, no, it's hundred. Be hundred grand. Be hundred grand. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not. We're, guys, we're not used to dealing with numbers. That, that I was going to say. There's a lot of zeros right. now. I, I, we're not used to dealing with that. <laughs> we, we, you know, we're not. But but point being, um, you know, Vegas is. The cost of living there is much higher. But, Chuck, I was talking earlier, if you're going to get out of being a defensive coordinator, take the step up to head coach, and you're going to do it in a conference like the Mountain West, man, I think that's got to be, without question, the number one market in that conference. And NIL being what it is now to recruiting, man, if you're going to be in a conference like the Mountain West, I can't imagine Vegas. Who's going to beat Vegas for, for the availability of NIL money? Yeah, we're just going to have to see what they do in that regard. That was one of the things I thought about was, you know, what's their NIL situation? And you have to think about that right now. And there is some potential there. Um, you know, how much NIL money you have to spend is in direct correlation to how confident the people that can give you that money are in the head coach. Um, you know, one of the things that is interesting, I think, about this, and one of the reasons that I think ultimately they hired Barry Odom, um, they've not hired a head coach with any kind of head coaching experience beyond maybe a year or two um, since John Robinson. You know, Odom's had more head coaching experience than anybody they've hired since John Robinson, and we played him in the Vegas Bowl oh. when he was their coach. That's been 20 years ago, yep. so I think that's what tipped the scales for him, honestly. I remember b being out there for that game, how cold it got in the second half. Yeah. Of that game is at Sam Boyd Stadium. And, Sam Boyd Stadium. And, There's high school teams in Texas that play in better stadiums yes. than Sam Boyd Stadium. And there were there were high school teams in Texas that played better than the Razorbacks did. That, that was uh, too. They did that not was play not well. a pretty game. No, I mean, sir. that was that was that was a bad football game. Yeah, I, uh, I I remember that's one of the worst games that we've like ever played. Well, you were seven. I, but specifically, I don't think he's that old, Chuck. Yeah, I, I, re <laughs> I remember as a kid that was one of the worst games that we have ever played as a football program in any capacity. Well, let's not get carried away. It was not a good game. It was no. not a good show. Worst, one of the worst ever. I, I don't know about that. I watched him play well, some really bad games, but that was not a good night. Well, how does this affect the bowl, and how does this affect the current recruiting? And Chuck, what do you think the immediate Next 30 days, next three weeks impact is of Barry Odom in this news yesterday. Well, I think we're going to have to find some things out today. Um, you know, what does this mean in terms of Arkansas's bowl prep? Uh, lots of times coordinators do stay uh, for the bowl game. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen here. I don't know. I, 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 as I say, I was in basketball mode yesterday, and I was as surprised as anybody, frankly, that he ended up going to UNLV. So, you know, I'm not sure how that's going to play out. I'm pretty certain that Sam Pittman's going to give Barry Odom his moment. I don't think, in other words, Sam Pittman's going to comment about Barry Odom leaving until Barry Odom has his moment of being introduced as the UNLV coach. I don't know that, but that'd be my suspicion today. But I think it'll be dealt with from our perspective today as well. And 
I'm going to be interested to know what happens there. And if he's not coordinating it, who does? Where do you go? Um, but I think before the day's over, we'll know the answers to those questions. You were doing basketball last night. I don't know if you've seen the video. Either one of y'all seen the video of, of um, I've not seen it. I've heard about it. Talking yeah. to his team at UNLV. Uh, yeah. I think we got some of that audio. I didn't know we had the audio, uh, but but I thought that was that was interesting. His approach last night and uh, and what I heard the, the parts I heard of him talking to his team. I'm honored to be here, excited to be here, and the thing that Harp talked about the pursuit on what they put together in trying to find the next head football coach to lead this group. The moment that I knew that this job was open, I knew that I wanted it. And I wanted it for a number of reasons because of opportunities. I watched film from last year and saw you guys play. The way that we're going to take this program and then go and compete and win championships, it starts with this core group. You guys understand that. Okay, it starts right here. You heard Dion go into Colorado. <laughs> Basically tell everybody to get in the portal. He took a little bit different approach, Chuck. Hey, everybody in this room is going to be who helps build this program. Uh, I, I just thought that was uh, a good juxtaposition uh, to think about last night. Uh, two two new head coaches, different levels, different situations, but two different approaches as well. Well, it sounds to me like Dion knows who he's bringing, and yeah. Barry Odom doesn't. <laughs> exactly. uh, I mean, Dion's got his kids in the bag, and he knows who he's bringing to Boulder. But um, I've heard coaches do it both ways. I've heard coaches say the very same thing Dion said. Now, Dion's getting some flack for it. Guys, lots of coaches say exactly what Dion said every day. Every day at practice, somebody screws up. There's a head coach out there saying, that's all right, I got your replacement recruit right now. <laughs> Do you think that doesn't happen? You're nuts. Uh, but also, you know, Barry's in a different situation out there. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, probably in the first year. That is going to be who he leans on. But I'll be interested to see what happens out there, not just with Barry Odom and their football program, but overall the athletic program. Sports has embraced, uh, rather has embraced Vegas, uh, really for the first time in my lifetime. When I was Ty's age, the thought of a pro team or any kind of professional sports presence in Las Vegas was unthinkable. Yep. I mean, Willie Mays got kicked out of baseball because he was a greeter at a casino out there. Um, and, you know, sports has decided to embrace the money is what it boils down to, and that makes Vegas in. So I think UNLV is an overall program. I don't know if it's ever going to be like Tark and the Running Rebels back in the day, but I do think that they are in a position to take advantage of some things that maybe 20 years ago simply weren't there. Well, Vegas has changed. Now they want everyone to come out and, you know, it's a tour. It's a, it's always been a tourism uh, deal out there, but it was a gambling first, tourism deal second. I think it's shifted, and now they want people to come in for football games, come in for college football games. They've put a lot of money in this Allegiant Stadium. That's where UNLV plays. They need... They need people. You can get a flight from anywhere in the country there nonstop. But there's still a slot machine in the airport. I mean, you still go, I mean it's still about gambling. It's still about as, gambling. As you walk down the skyway to the, the bridge to get on the plane, there's there's a slot yeah. machine right there. I so. mean, you can play right before you, you know, right, you know, right before you board. <laughs> that's for sure. And and so, but but you know, I look at their stadium out there. It fits in the Vegas Strip. It fits in Vegas. It's a Vegas kind of stadium. It's got the glitz and the glamour and. Yep. Kids love that stuff, man. I mean, for better or worse, kids love that stuff. Is he a fit, though? I mean, when, uh, I, when, I, when you juxtapose I him and Ed Ogeron yeah. for Vegas, 
What well, do you let's think? not act like this is a football school, I, and that I, fits important. I realize that, but what you said earlier makes sense. The Vegas appeal, the Vegas aspect. Yeah. There's not a there's not a college in the Mountain West that has anything like the appeal well, that Vegas does. I, th- I think you got to understand, though, when you live in Vegas, you work in Vegas, you're there long term. You're not a tourist. You're not on the strip. You're not going to the buffet at the Bellagio on a Tuesday afternoon. You know, that's what we do when we go. You know, when when you live there, it's a whole different it's a whole different experience, Chuck. Well, a couple of points there. If they'd hired Ed Ogeron, they'd had to fire him in two years. Uh, just Ed, <laughs> You're Ed Ogeron in Vegas. It it'd be fun for us. I don't think it'd be fun for his boss, to be real honest about it. But um you know, Vegas is a different animal. I mean, they don't keep building those places because people are coming out there and beating them. I mean, you can uh, – uh, people talk about dreams are made in Vegas. Well, you know, gambling's ruined a lot of people too if you don't handle it the right way. And so, I, you know, I wonder what it would be like or what it will be like. Um, you know, when we read the reports of what it was like when Tark and the running Rebels had it oh. going in basketball, man, it was a free-for-all. And I don't know what it'll be like, but <laughs> I don't that know. That, legal now, though. Yeah, yeah, everything's legal now. I uh, um, I don't know that. You know, fit's always important, but I think culture is an overused term. But I think that's most important. I think that was Barry Odom's greatest value to Sam Pittman. Greatest value was uh, um, you know, what he brought in that regard. And if you've heard him work a room before, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, he can make you run through a wall. and He'll do that out there, too. But it's obviously a much different situation than what he's been in. How important is it right now in this moment, guys, for Sam Pittman to, to hang on to Kendall Bryles, that Kendall Bryles isn't the next story, that he's moving on to a different opportunity elsewhere how important is that stability and continuity today for Sam Pittman? Well, I think only he can answer that. But I think when you lose your defensive coordinator, you know, you certainly don't want to lose your OC on the heels of that. Um, now, you know, um, he's very valuable. I know this. I mean, he's your quarterback coach, number one, and KJ's coming back. So, um, you know, I can't answer whether or not it's the most important thing out there right now, but it's certainly something you think about. You know, when your defensive coordinator leaves. I just think about the stability, but also think about the look. It's just, I would think as the head coach, if both coordinators, you know, I hate to use the word bail, but they leave on you. Well, you're not bailing to become a head coach. If Kendall Bryles leaves and he's going to take the OC job, I'm just pulling schools out of there. Let's say he takes the OC job at Auburn. Yeah. Well, then he bailed on you. Uh, You're right. I used the wrong term, but it's just a, a hard look, I think, and a hard explanation when you're replacing both quarters. Does your opinion change if he takes a head coach relative to an OC job? Like it should. Should. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So are you Absolutely. confident he's I'm just, say, I'm just saying it puts Sam in a tough spot okay. regardless of the situation, so, the circumstance. To your question, I'll pose this question. Are you confident he's going to stay? Are you confident he's not going to get well, poached? I, I honestly, I didn't think Barry Odom was leaving well, that's a pointed, hours ago, you know. I mean, that's a pointed question that none of us can answer. Yeah. I mean, you know, to say, am I confident Kendall Bryles is going to stay? Well, Kendall didn't call me up and tell me what he's going to do. Um, Barry Odom didn't call us up and say, hey, guys, I'm thinking about taking the UNLV job. You think I'm a fit? Um, I mean, these guys are going to decide what they're going to do. I, I think Arkansas is in a position from a financial perspective to keep anybody they want to keep. Well, I do think that. Now they may want to go somewhere else, but in a financials or from a financial standpoint, they can keep anybody that they're bound and determined to keep. 
Yeah, and we were talking about this before you got on, Chuck. Where Barry Odom's at in life, forty just turned forty six, but he's had twenty years of of coaching experience. What four years of being a head coach at Missouri? He's built up a nest. He's not worried about his four hundred one k at this point. He's had twenty working years under his belt. Kendall Brown's in a little bit different situation. I'm not saying he's not doing okay, but he doesn't have uh, you know, he, he doesn't have the number of years under his belt and he's built that up. He's he's raising a young family. I just think where he's at in life versus where Barry Odom's at in life, there's two different things that you gotta consider when you're looking at jobs. Well, right, and if it's money, he's not leaving. Right. I mean, unless he becomes head coach. Because clearly the money wasn't the number one thing with Barry Odom because he's leaving for, what do we, 100000 less. Well, 1.75, 1.85, still plenty. And and generally, generally with head coaches, you've got hidden money. That salary's you've going got, up, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, you've got some hidden money. There. It's built in to increase years two, three, four, and five. Well, there's also money you never hear about. So, I mean, that stuff Vegas? happens, too. Yeah. 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 Well, table. You know yeah. what? You know what season it is now, right? Well, it's coaching carousel season. You know what season, season right? it is. It's plane tracking season. Oh, plane. You're going to have all these Arkansas fans that are monitoring every plane that goes into Drake, that goes into XNA, that goes into Little Rock. They're going to monitor everything for or coordinators. whether it's for court. Dude, uh, have you met Arkansas fans? I've never Everybody seen. does that. Everybody yeah. does that. It's, I mean, people people have too much time on it, their hands and a little bit too much obsession. But I love it. I mean, you're going to see th- – I mean, we had Rowdy texting earlier asking about Gary Patterson. I know Jim Leonard's not going to be coaching past the bowl game. The Wisconsin defensive coordinator took over as interim head coach. There's people who think, oh, just put Michael Scher in there. This is going to be fun. I like this Michael Scher will be in Vegas. With yeah, the, I would expect him to go with Barry Odom. But this part is going to be fun. Now, uh, we said this earlier – Brett's second wave of staff sucked. He didn't hire a good second staff. Sam is now presented with, you just lost your guy, probably your closest compadre on your coaching staff. you got to go make a good hire. This is going to tell a lot about Sam Pittman, as you said earlier, Tommy, if he has a quality enough reputation, which we think he does. We're going to see in the coaching carousel if he can get someone of substance to coach this defense next year. Well, he needs to get the best defensive coach, not the guy that's going to please all the people watching. You know, um, that's – I mean, look, Hunter Juracek hired Sam Pittman to be his head football coach. A lot of people like Sam Pittman, but let's be honest, when you were talking about tracking planes, we weren't talking about uh, where's Sam Pittman's plane going. We weren't talking about Where, that. Where's Athens? Where's that? Uh, I mean, we weren't uh, – you know, you got to hire the best coach for your situation, and, um, you know – he will certainly do that. And I think that, you know, we've seen with the strength situation. I mean, there were local favorites, but he hired the guy that he thought could do the best job. And that's, uh, that's what you have to do when you're a head coach. Guys, it's a season of giving. And this is, uh, for a lot of people, man, it's the best time of the year. And it's that way at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. One of the things they do every year is the company and their participating agents donate money to Arkansas Children's Northwest. They take a portion of their proceeds from the close and they donate that to Arkansas Children's Northwest. They've donated over $235,000 over the last few years. That's a lot of money. That's difference-making money. And that's the kind of people that you're going to deal with when you deal with Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. Now, now, I know that ultimately, from your perspective, if you're a buyer or seller, you want to get the best price for your home if you're selling, and you want to get the best price if you're buying, too. 
the art of negotiation is important in the real estate game, and they understand that at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. These are the most well-trained agents in the business. I think your experience will be like my experience. You'll be completely satisfied. They've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith, Branson, Missouri. You see those yellow signs everywhere, and you can log on to WeikertGriffin.com. The basketball last night, I know I asked you this question. When are we going to start seeing it shrink in the lineup? Tommy, we didn't see it last night. I think Pinion and Mikel Mitchell were the only ones that did not participate in last night's game outside the walk-ons. I think 11 of the 13 guys, so you got the thing in front of you. 10. Okay, whoever else the other one is. But I was kind of surprised to see a lot of guys get in there last night. I guess it was well, uh, Barry Dunn Jr. is the other one that didn't play. Yeah, and you had Trevin Brazil, and that's going to be the other key thing yeah, that comes out of this. Today, the big story is Trevin Brazil and, and what's his health. And um, Chuck, I mean, maybe later today, maybe I don't know when we're going to get an update, but you know that, that, that did not look good as he's being helped off down the tunnel headed to the locker room. I'm sure they'll do a lot of things today. Um, in, in, in terms of not just trying to find out exactly what's happened, but, you know, chart a course in terms of uh, what his rehab's going to be like. I know they said last night that um, the thought was it was not terribly serious, which, you know, is always easy to say about somebody else. But, um, you know, we'll just have to see. Might be today, might be tomorrow. Could be one of those day-to-day things where, uh, you know, you just deal with this for a little while. But I think we'll know more today. First 12, 15 minutes of this game was just horrendous. I mean, um, give Greensboro credit. They put some defense on Arkansas that that, uh, forced some issues. Arkansas got in their own way with turnovers. But that first 15 minutes was just uh, horrendous, Chuck. I think they thought they were going to do in the first half what they did in the second half against San Jose State. I mean, they were, uh, uh, you know, they got an open, a lot of open looks from three against San Jose State and um, knocked them down. And all of a sudden, man, you know, everything was flowing. They were shooting 70% in the second half. So um, I think they had a little carry over there. I think they were gunning a little too much. Must said it after the game. When you're not making threes, you might not, you know, ought to shoot so many. <laughs> um, they put 18 up last night. And the thing that, you know, we talked about, Z talked about a lot was that. I mean, it wasn't like these were like spot-up threes where you're an inch or two beyond the line and you're shooting within the framework of your offense. I mean, you had NBA three. You had guys shooting 28, 30-footers last night. You're not going to make very many of those. There was one. And, um, you know, so um, I I thought they uh, they got a little trigger happy early on and uh, got away from what they do. There was one trip where Devo comes up on that left side and just, I mean, he pulls with, oh, I don't know, there was probably uh, 26 or 5 on the on the shot clock. I mean, those aren't the – and you can just see the reaction from us over there. I, I hope oh, the well. crowd mic wasn't too hot. He was he was beside himself. Yeah. You know, one of the stats that you look at in the modern era of basketball is paint points. We used to look at it because you wondered how the big men were doing. Now you do it to get an indication of who's attacking the basket and who's not. Um, Arkansas is generally pretty dominant in that area. They were plus four last night, 28-24. Not bad. Good enough to win, obviously, but that's not their game. When you put up 18 three-pointers and you're only plus four in paint points, that means this team does not do what or did not do what it does best. And I think that's 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 what you'll see him correct by Saturday. He did get 27 free throw attempts in the second half relative to six in the first half, so there was at least a change. They started attacking. Yeah. They started attacking. Keeped on uh, changing that. They are lowest halftime total of the season at 21. Tommy, we mentioned the eight-minute drought earlier. 
And this team, <laughs> I, I had some some morning rush listeners text me that they played at their level of competition at points this season against the really good teams. So I think they've shown up against a team last night. They they didn't play that great, and now you're going against an Oklahoma team that drilled you last year, and you want to have a good showing on Saturday. Yeah. I wouldn't read too much into last night. Yeah. I really uh, wouldn't. Nick Smith with nearly 39 minutes. Uh, we, we've been told he doesn't have a minutes restriction, but would you say he's, at least from a physical standpoint, he's 100% at this point, Chuck? I don't know if he's 100%. He's obviously better at whatever percent he is than most guys are at 100%. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if he's 100%. I know that you know, he's, he's still working from the mental aspect defensively, but physically he seems to be getting better every time he's out there. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Hi, Chuck. So Jerry signed Odell Beckham Jr. They've been courting him. Took him to a Mavs game either last night or the night before with Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons. Glad to see they're trying to keep it quiet. <laughs> and they're not. He's, he's Jerry. When has Jerry ever been quiet? Should Dallas sign Odell Beckham Jr.? Well, it depends on how physically able he is to play now. Um, you know, I read yesterday where, you know, it might be the postseason before he could play. Now, you know is one or two plays that could make the difference in a game worth millions of dollars to your franchise if you can get to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Um, but from what I read, from what I hear, I'm not sure that they got all the satisfactory answers that they wanted from a physical standpoint. And I think that's the debate is do you sign a guy like that that you might only have in the postseason? Uh, having said that, Again, if Odell Beckham helps you get to the Super Bowl, it's worth every penny. So um, that's the dilemma. They're playing pretty well right now, but, you know, he's a great player. He's a great receiver. And sometimes one plays the difference in getting there and not getting there. He had a torn left ACL, and the report you're talking about is from Ed Warder, who's saying it hasn't necessarily progressed enough. That's something they're concerned about. But he was, if you go back and look at those Los Angeles Rams games, as you're talking about, he was the difference between them probably making and winning the Super Bowl than even not been signed by that football team. No doubt. Jerry, no doubt about it. And Jerry always talks. He's kind of like what you said about Team Boo Pickens yesterday. If money can buy a national championship, by golly, we're going to try it. Money is not going to get away from Jerry winning a Super Bowl. Well, That's a- not the issue here. That's not the issue here. The issue is his health. It's yeah. not money. Do we want him? Can he help us? It's, is he healthy enough to play? But Jerry, by nature, is a risk taker. You know, he's an oil and gas man. He, he, he likes to gamble on stuff, and I don't know how much of a risk this is or isn't. And, you know, you're risking a lot of money, but uh, it, it, that, that's the thing I always think about with Jerry. He's willing to roll the dice, and this sounds like a situation where you got a player that's iffy health-wise, Chuck. I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry's willing to roll the dice well, here. I don't know if you roll the dice on health. Yes, I, I, I agree, Gary. I mean, Jerry's a riverboat gambler. I mean, that's, 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 that's his personality, and, 
If Odell Beckham's 100%, yeah, he signs him. He pays whatever he has to pay. Jerry's never been afraid to pay. It hasn't always worked, but he's never been afraid to pay. So if uh, if Beckham's healthy enough to help him, they'll sign him. If they determine he's not, they won't. If they don't sign Odell Beckham Jr., it has nothing to do with money. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with any of that stuff. It just purely has to do with health. So you brought up the kind of timeline. If, if he can't play until the playoffs, do you think that they're going to sign him? Or is it, it does Jerry and that staff? Well, that's, like- that's, that's, that's the question right now because apparently that is the soonest that he can play. Mm-hmm. Mid-January. And, you know, my, my, my thought again is if, if you get to that point or if you feel confident that he will actually be able to help you then, then you certainly consider it. And I don't think money will be the deciding factor there. I, I think this is a 100% health situation, and uh, they're going to have to make some hard determinations there. But if he's healthy enough to play, I don't care when it is. You sign him. Yeah. All right, that's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by V's Barbershop with two locations in Rogers and Bentonville. Visit V's Barbershop online at vbarbershop.com or in person and see why V's is a cut above the rest. You know, I, t- I know it takes certain guys time to develop, but watching Makai Mitchell and the stuff he was doing before the preseason and regular season stuff, I didn't think he was going to play a lot this year. And I I think that now you see another double-double performance out of them. Guys, he's definitely going to be a key piece to this team if they're going to have success in the postseason the way he's played well, as of late. He's a good player. I mean, um, um, you know, if we've not heard of a guy – you know, we sometimes think, well, he's not going to play that much. The truth is none of us watched practice. None of us knew what he was doing. None of us had any idea. We were just basing it on the fact, you know, hadn't heard much about that guy. But he's a good player. He runs the floor. He's big. Uh, he's got a wide, you know, not a you know a wide body per se, but he's got some girth. I mean, he's, he's thick. And he can, uh, you know, he can move people around in there. But I like the way he runs the floor. I think he's got good hands. Um, he can catch the ball. He can catch the ball and put it up on the move. And uh, you don't always see that. I think his footwork's really, really good for a 6'9 guy. And, uh, you know, you always like to see him get more offensive rebounds. But, um, you know, he's uh, um, he goes up and gets the ball. I mean, he's quick to the glass, and um, he doesn't fumble it around either. When he gets his hands on it, most of the time he brings it in. How'd Monday night go with McCon and McKell? Oh, they were good. You know, they were both good. They were very, very good. They, uh, you know, there's a bond, and I'm not breaking any news here. There's a bond between twins that the rest of us can't explain. And um, they certainly have that. And um, I found out Makai was two minutes older. Two minutes older than Mikel. They do have a history of twins in their family, by the way. You know, they had twins on the other side last night, too. You know, it's it's an interesting deal. They said something that I, I had never thought about. One of the reasons they were attracted to Arkansas is because Muss had coached twins before. Martin. I guess he had some out at Nevada. And, um, you know, I got to thinking about this. When you've got, when you're coaching twins, you know, what you say to one, you're saying to both. Whatever action you take to one, you're taking to both. 
Uh, because there is that bond. There's that connection that the rest of us just cannot explain. And I hadn't ever really thought about that before. But I would imagine coaching twins is a little bit different than just mm-hmm. coaching brothers, for example. Um, but that's an interesting dynamic. But those are interesting kids. And um, as one of them said, you know, Fable's a whole lot different from Washington, D.C., where they grew up. And they enjoy it here. They've been welcomed. And, you know, for guys from a faraway place to walk into a restaurant in Arkansas and have everybody clap for you the minute you walk in, <laughs> that's pretty heady stuff. And yeah. I think these guys enjoy that. You know, Washington, D.C. has got really good high school basketball. Oh, really, really, really good prep basketball. And you, you just want – and that just – I think you speak you get tough to, kids. You speak to mother. We well, gotta be tough to be in Washington anymore. But uh, you get you just gotta give credit to Mus because I don't remember a lot. Maybe you do, Chuck. I, top of my head, how many players you remember coming to Arkansas from Washington D.C.? Yeah, it's oh. so much more of a of a of a national game now. Guys want to go where they think the coach and the program can get them to the NBA. We focus on things like what well, got a chance to go to the Final Four. They're focused on, I got a chance to play for money. I got a chance to provide for my family. A lot of these kids, um, you know, they're going to be the first one to be able to provide for their family in that fashion. That's what they're thinking about. So, um, and look, when you're good, you recruit nationally. You know, when you're okay, you recruit just in your own backyard, unless you're in a major area where you got a lot of talent to pull from. If you're a national program, you go from coast to coast, and um, that's what they're doing right now. Well, our own backyard hadn't been too bad as of late. No, uh, no, I'm not saying that, but I, I'm I saying say the national programs yeah. recruit coast to coast. No, let's just think about it lately, who you brought in. You got a kid from Justin Smith, Indiana. You got Jalen Tate from Northern Kentucky. You got Bayfall from Denver. You got two kids from Texas this year, Barry Duddy from Alabama. They got Stanley Amude up in South Dakota. I mean, they're, as Chuck's saying, they're going everywhere. It's all, but as you just said, Lane Blocker, five-star kid, Arkansas. Nick Smith, number one player in the country, Arkansas. Devo Davis, top four-star kid. Jalen Williams, top. You have something Moody. in basketball, Joe. yeah. And what what is going to be interesting to watch with Arkansas basketball these next couple of years is how many kids pull the Moses Moody, KK Robinson route where they go play at a prep school. And then how, who, who pulls the Nick Smith route where they just stay at home in high school the next couple of years? You can always come back, but I am curious to see what that looks like in Arkansas high school basketball the next few years. Well, I think that's situation to situation. I don't, I don't, I don't know that um, – um, now, I do think that you know, going to the prep schools is the end thing now. Um, that's the end thing now. A lot of it, I can't help but believe, has to do with the fact that you know, your number one focus when you go to a lot of these prep schools is basketball. I mean, let's be honest. Um, that's your number one focus when you go there. And, um, but you know, if you are in the district or if you play for a, uh, you know, a public school program, that's a traditional program like North Little Rock high school is, and you win championships and you're traveling around and you're basically doing the same things they do at these prep schools. Um, those kids will stay where they are, but you know, most of the time, Every time you fill out a roster, every time you fill out a spotting board for a game, you got two or three guys that prepped it, you know, that went to prep school. And um, I, again, I think a lot of it is when they go there, the number one focus becomes basketball. Well, this weekend they play in Tulsa, and they're not just playing Oklahoma and Tulsa again, Chuck, because it's a cool NBA style arena, even though they don't have an NBA team there. They're 
they're doing it to get exposure. And what's what's a good market over there? What what's got to go different this year? You know, Arkansas had a tough day against Oklahoma a year ago when they played at the BOK Center. Yeah, I mean, most of the players are gone. I mean, the only ones that are back are Devo and Kamani. So it's a it's a different Razorback team. We're still the same. I mean, the fans are still the same. We're all the same people that watched it last year. Mm-hmm. Players that are, generally speaking, going to be deciding the game, at least for Arkansas, weren't here. The coaches were, though, obviously, and they remember what happened. Um, you know, Mus is kind of, you know, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm I didn't focus. I don't focus on the next opponent until the previous game's done. I just don't do it like that. But um, you know, apparently Oklahoma's got a lot of the same guys back. You know, they got a lot of players back. Um, they've do, you know they've been okay during the start of the season. You know, um, it's non-conference basketball in December. Pretty much anything can happen. I mean, Arkansas got boat wrecked over there last year. Went to the Elite Eight. Um, so you know, it's not always an indicator of how the rest of the way is going to go, but. Be nice to beat them after what happened last year. That's for sure. Trying to to look up what what they've done. To, they were six and two, and I don't, I'm sure they played. They last beat night. Ole Miss the other night yeah. in the finals of a tournament. I watched part of that game. Yeah, they uh, so they 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 lost to Sam Houston State yeah, early in the early. year. But then you look at Sam Houston and where they're at in the net ranking. And that doesn't look like a bad loss. Uh, they beat Pine Bluff. They uh, uh, they played you know. South Alabama won. Seton Hall, they beat them back around Thanksgiving. Villanova was a loss for them the, this past weekend in that, that conference challenge they played in. And then they beat uh, UMKC uh, from up in Kansas City uh, by 20 last night. So Arkansas is their next game as well. So they got UCA, by the way, coming up on the 17th uh, where uh, Central Arkansas will go there. So 6-2, um, and two, I guess 7-2 and two now uh, after the win last night. They'll be a good team. I mean, they'll be good. It'll be a competitive game. I don't think that anybody should expect Arkansas to go over there and roll over them. Uh, be good crowd. It's uh, that was a fun atmosphere last year. Just went the wrong way in terms of score. I got to remember Porter Moser won at Loyola Chicago. He's a good. He's a good solid mm-hmm. coach, and they did pretty well. U A L R too. Yeah, and I, I don't think there's going to be any back down from this basketball team. Around. Arkansas is going to have to come ready to play. But I like what you said earlier, Chuck, and I think most people agree. Last night was kind of a one-off. I don't expect the team to. I mean, you always have you have one of the, a couple of those games a year where you just don't play well. They didn't play well last night, but at the end of the day, you won that basketball game, and I think they'll play a lot better in Tulsa on Saturday. And I expect it to be a pretty Arkansas heavy crowd based on the way that you've been this season. Well, I'm all, and Chuck, you you get more of these calls than probably I do, but I've had a multitude of calls. People looking for tickets for the Bradley game in Little Rock. Those are hard to find any good seats uh, apparently because I've had. I don't know, half a dozen, six, eight calls in the last week or so. Uh, just people, hey, do you know of any? I, I think it's kind of a similar situation for the BOK Center. So these offside or neutral side or whatever you want to call them games, uh, fans are fans are showing up for them. They want they want to go. I've 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 come to appreciate those games for the reason that you just said because it's more of an event as opposed to just another game. Uh, generally, you know. I can tell you when Arkansas has gone to North, when the Razorbacks play in North Little Rock, it's an event. I mean, uh, uh, it's an event. It's a different crowd, a uh, much different crowd than what you get in Fayetteville. And um, I like these games. Um, you know, the, the 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 game in Tulsa is great for uh, for Arkansas fans. There'll be a lot of people flood over there. There will be people that will plan going to this ball game in Tulsa before they'll plan to go to a Wednesday night game at Bud Walton Arena. And that's just the truth yeah. because well, it has more of an event flavor to it. And 
um, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a good crowd. I think it'll be more Arkansas people there. There were last year. I think there'll be a few more this year. But um, I like having both fan bases there. It gives you that NCAA tournament feel. I think you're going to have a lot of families where the guys will go to the game and the ladies are going to go Christmas shopping. I Maybe think so. I think you're going to see Maybe a lot so. of that where uh, – you know, couple families go together, or you know, you're gonna see it like. Hey, this. I know a lot of wives that are more rabid well, than their husbands, so I'm not gonna say every one of them is gonna be doing right, that. You're, you're right, but there's a lot of them that are probably more rabid about shopping too. Maybe so, maybe <laughs> so. Tulsa, hey, hey, go ahead. Like, I'm sorry. Is Tulsa, a good spot to shop. I've oh. never been out, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's a good. good sh- I'm just saying, you know, a little shopping malls. My wife, my I'll wife, tell you the best many place malls to shop. Like, so. I'll tell you, the best place to shop is your iPad. That's the best place, John, yeah. right there. Chuck said, yeah. Jeff Bezos. That's my Amazon recipe man. for a good Christmas is uh, shop on your iPad. Yeah. You know, guys, I appreciate full service. That's one of the things I like about V's Barbershop. They are a full service barbershop, and that means they do a lot more than just cut your hair. Uh, this is kind of a ritual. You know, if you grew up, and most of us did, uh, going to the barbershop, I mean, it kind of makes you think about a simpler day. Real barber chairs, old-fashioned hot lather, straight-edge razor shaves. V's Barbershop really does set a new standard for barbershops. Haircuts, they service seniors, children, um, edge-up, shampoo, anything you need done, basically. They'll trim your mustache, take care of your beard, straight razor shave, hot lather. They've got spots where they'll shine your shoes, too. So uh, it's, a, it's a good place. Now, they're in northwest Arkansas and in central Arkansas. They've got two spots in northwest Arkansas. They're on southwest 14th Street in Bentonville. That's just west of 71B. They're also in the Pleasant Crossing Shopping Center in Rogers. If you're in central Arkansas, they're on Cantrell Road in Little Rock and out on Chennault Parkway, too. Or you can log on to vbarbershop.com. I think Sam Pittman knew. Barry Odom was going to take a job in the offseason. You heard on the teleconference that, yeah, Barry Odom's right here with me at this official visit. Was this unexpected for Coach Pittman? Well, I don't think so. I mean, they've been together. I mean, you know, they talk. They're confidants. I don't think, you know, uh, I doubt if he was blindsided by it. No, I mean, I think he – at least from the outside looking in, they appear to have more than just – a boss and employee relationship. They seem to have a friendship and a trust in each other. At least that's what they want to project, I think, to the world. So I would I would think that Barry Odom's kind of kept him in the loop. And Barry Odom also understands, as a head coach, when someone on your staff is looking at an opportunity, uh, he probably uh, understands the value and, and the appreciation the head coach will have for, for being in the loop on that. So I would guess he's kept him in the loop the whole way. If that's the case... Do you think Sam has a pretty good list of the guys that he's going to go after at this point? If on that oh, basis, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. I mean, look for everybody's starting to throw out names. People are just throwing random names out. You know, at this point, we're getting text on them. I mean, to me, I always go back, and it's hard to sometimes trace until you really know somebody and where they're going. You know, look at those connections. You might go back and find someone with a tie to that Georgia staff that he was on. You might go back and find some guys that have. Uh, for, for coordinator spots he's going to hire that, that he's crossed paths with along the way. That's generally, Chuck, where these hires are made. No doubt about it. I mean, most of the time you're going to hire someone that you're familiar with. You know, we look at just the movement of players right now. A lot of these guys, not all of them, but a lot of these guys, when they move from one place to the other, they go play for a school where one of the coaches recruited them before. They've got a relationship with them. 
So, yeah, I think when you hire a coach, you know, one of the first, particularly if you've been to good places, if you've been to a place like Georgia where they've won the championship, I mean, you want to do things like they do it. Yeah. Um, this is a monkey see, monkey do business, always has been. And so, um, yeah, I think he'll probably hire someone he's familiar with. I hope he's familiar with him. Yeah. Uh, in I mean, fa- I hope he is. Well, in fairness, though, Kendall Browse was not someone that, that he had a long-term relationship with and knew it. From the way I remember, no, but the it, people he, he trusts did. Right, the Kendall Browse kind of trust did. Kendall Browse more or less cold called <laughs> Sam Pittman and got the job, and he had a resume. But you, you know, so it, it doesn't always work that way. But uh, but I would look for someone that's uh, that's crossed paths with him or someone that Sam mm-hmm. trusts in the past. Let's talk to Terry, who is in Memphis this morning. Good morning, Terry. Yeah, just kind of uh, kind of backtrack a little bit on this Beckham issue. Uh, have they considered all of the drama he creates uh, in the locker room and on the field antics? And seem like everywhere he goes, he melts down, and 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 then you got a problem with the whole team. The chemistry messing up any, any kind of chemistry that the team has already. I mean, would that be worth even messing with this guy? Well, Terry, I thought I'd call and uh, kind of get your thoughts on that. Who won the Super Bowl last year? Excuse me. Who won the Super Bowl last year? Oh, well, know, I, I mean, me it's the Rams, and that's well. I, that's understood, though. I, I, I mean that, you know, that's the reason that you go after a guy like that. I, I'm, I mean, uh, um, I don't think the Cowboys are afraid of drama. Jerry's never been afraid of drama. <laughs> nope. I, I think he's t- afraid of not being in the middle of the drama. That's what he's yeah. afraid of. He's not the headline on the drama. Terry, your point's well made. We know about the the kicking net incident. Odell's had some other stuff, but. I mean, you ask Sean McVay or anyone else that's a Los Angeles Rams fan, they don't win the Super Bowl without Odell Beckham Jr. Now, I don't know if he's the key cog or the key piece to get Dallas. That was what's last in what, 96? With uh, a Super Bowl? Switzer? Five, 95, 95. With Barry Switzer yeah, as the head so coach. I don't know if they can do that for the first time since 95, but I think if, as Chuck just made the point earlier, if he's healthy and it's just about money, and he's ready to go, I think Jerry's going to take the risk. Now, what accompanies that, we'll have to wait and see. But when you line up C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Odell Beckham Jr., it's a pretty solid wide receiver well, core. And the other thing is Jerry's run out of Super Bowls to get to. Jerry's run out of time. Point. I mean, you know, Jerry's, what, 80? 80, 80 or 81, 81 somewhere. Yeah. I mean, he, he, you know, he's got more seasons behind him than ahead of him as the owner and general manager. And that's just the reality of, he wants to see this thing through because this would, I, I would think, Chuck, in, in his own way, all the all the critics for him as the general manager, that, you know, he'd be able to to see. See, I told you so. You know, even you, well, he wants even, to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, he 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 lives to win a Super Bowl. You know, again, we can talk about all this other stuff. I, I just think it boils down to a question of health. Um, if he was healthy, somebody had already signed him. He wouldn't still be out there. So, I mean, if he could play, somebody would have already signed him. There are other teams with plenty of money, and obviously, as you said, Ty, he was the difference last year for the Rams. So, um, you know, we'll just have to see. I wouldn't worry about money, drama, any of that stuff. Um, It's not like the Cowboys don't have a bunch of stars anyway. And I think if you go back and look, and, yeah, I know know he's, he's acted the fool a few times, but a lot of times these guys really get upset because there's not good players around them. And, um, you know, there's going to be plenty of good players there. They can go to the, you know, Dallas is capable of going to the Super Bowl without him. I mean, they're capable of it. 
At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Drew Sanders has declared for the NFL draft. Initially told Pete Thamel, then made it public yesterday. Uh, guys, another player that is not going to be playing in this bowl game. We've seen him mocked in the first round. Hope he goes first round. When we're talking about Trevin Brazil, Ricky Council being transfers that could potentially get drafted, here's a guy that you would love to platform and put up as he transferred in. He went first round. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, you know, this is a guy that, you know, was not going to get to play in the spot that he's played at Arkansas had he stayed at Alabama. And as a caller said earlier, he bet on himself, um, and it worked. It worked for him, and you got to applaud him for that. It also kind of tells you that, man, Alabama stockpiles a lot of players, don't they? <laughs> I mean, they got a lot of guys that don't play that yeah. are really good. good so if, when, when you hear about a second-string guy at Alabama leaving – He's still probably a five-star, maybe a four-star, so um, he's still worth looking at. Yeah, you think about it. We were talking about this. Uh, I think you were away for a second. You know, you've had Henry. You had Morgan. You've had Poole. You've had Sanders. For about a three – is this as good as Arkansas has been for a, like a three, three-season span at linebacker in a long time? I'm trying to think of three consecutive seasons you've been this strong, this consistent – at the second level of your defense. It's been pretty good. They've had good players there, that's for sure. And, you know, you look back, you look at any good team, they got good linebackers. I mean, they've got good linebackers. And that was the one thing that, and it's always kind of, you know, when you look at Arkansas and compare it to the rest of the SEC, I mean, man, the good teams in our league, their linebackers are big. I mean, they're big. They look like defensive ends, and they run like safeties. And so uh, those are the guys you want for sure. Yeah, seems like death. Sanders tax- was that kind of guy. Sanders is that kind of guy. Death taxes and no depth at linebacker has always been the conversations around well, our state. You know, you don't have to be as deep there as you once did because you're generally playing five defensive backs now. A lot of times you're playing six, 
So you can get by with a smaller rotation there than you could back in the day when, I mean, you were lining up with three linebackers every play. Yeah. Um, you know, you had to go six deep there, maybe more than that. You don't have to go quite as deep anymore when generally you're just playing two. All right, more news to get to. Barry Odom taking the head coaching job at UNLV. He initially is going to take a $100,000 pay cut, but his pay is going to increase there. He's going to be the highest paid Mountain West coach in the country. And, Tommy, you're, he's slightly younger than you by about 11 months. Uh, he's got a lot of coaching left at 46 years old. Yeah, I mean, and, um, you know, this isn't where his last stop he wants to be. I mean, he's, he's wanting to get back to a Power 5 job. He's got to make this go well. This needs to be a good you know, three-year, four-year uh, run for him in Vegas. And then, you know, Chuck, I would suspect he'll he'll be back to being a name thrown around if, if things go well there for, for future Power 5 jobs. You know, Barry Odom, and I think this has been his greatest value to Sam Pittman, is he has been part of building this program, or in our case, rebuilding this program. There's a difference between coaching a team and building a program. Very, very different things. Lots of guys can coach teams. There aren't that many folks out there that can really build a program. And what I see in UNLV, you know, he's the first coach they've hired since John Robinson that's got extensive head coaching experience prior to UNLV. They've gone flavor of the month. Uh, They've gone cheap. And uh, this is what they've had for 20 years. And so they've got to rebuild their program. And I think that's ultimately why they hired Barry Odom, is he can help them build a program. You've got to set a standard. It starts as simple as this is how we do things here, or sometimes this is not how we do things here. I think that's his greatest value, and I think that's why he'll have a chance to succeed out there. And if you're UNLV, you've signed up to play in this new Allegiant Stadium. I don't know what it seats, 65,000, 70,000, but it's one of the nicest new stadiums out there. you got to put a good product on the field, so you got to have someone that can, can build a program like you're saying because – you know, you, you've made a commitment with facilities and all of these things that, that you're leasing that stadium. Product's got to match what else you got going on. Well, I would imagine, too, they've made a commitment to staff. And as we've discussed, that may be the most important thing for a new coach mm-hmm. is the kind of staff that you assemble. For example, Barry Odom's a defensive guy. He's coaching in Vegas. Offensive coordinator is going to be a really important hire for him because you've not only got to do well, you got to know your fan base. And, um, you know, this is this is Vegas. You know, this is the land of the running rebels. So I think that, for example, is an important hire. But, you know, the fact that he's going there, um, what his salary is doesn't really, you know, that doesn't tell me a lot, frankly. But the fact that he's going there tells me that they've committed to allow him to hire a staff. Because if you don't have the money to hire a staff, you don't have a chance. Two more things here in your hog update. Arkansas basketball wins close last night. I was unaware of this until Musk mentioned they had five seniors last night that he played against. And we saw them go up against a veteran Creighton team. They struggled at times. That's going to be an opposition they're going to have to overcome this year as a younger, more inexperienced together basketball team well the thing about it is though when you get into conference play you're going to play a lot of teams that are real similar you know there aren't a lot of teams in our league that you look at and go hey they've been together three or four years that's just not the way it works at the power five level at the mid-major level it does um they'll lose uh, maybe their best player to a high major program you see that a lot now with the transfer portal but when you get into conference play, a lot of teams are in the same boat. They got really good, young, talented players. That's that's kind of the way big time basketball is now at the 
you know, the top ten level. Most of these guys are, you know, you most everybody's got at least one one-and-done guy. And so I don't know that you're going to play a team with five seniors or four seniors or even three juniors uh, when you get into conference play. I think that'll be the exception rather than the rule. Last thing to get to, Chase Lowry, Arkansas cornerbacks, entered the transfer portal. Guys, there's over 1,300 players in D1 football. You know how many of them are in the, the portal? Uh, I say 1,300, 13,000. Over 1,000 are in the portal. Over 1,000. Here's the thing about the portal. Here's the thing. You go from being number three where you are to being number 303 when you get into the portal. You go from being number two on the depth chart to being number 402. Um, you know, these guys that you – know, I hear these guys enter in the portal and they're just, you know, they're just players. I mean, they're good. You know, they're good. They wouldn't be there. But, you know, by, by comparison, they're just players. And I think they think that somebody's just going to come out of the blue and give them a better deal. And I hear some of these guys enter in the portal and I think, man, you better have some place to go because um, <laughs> you may be left holding the bag when this is over. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.